we are hoping to show you just what is possible out there in our strange and wondrous world. One of the dogs started to howl. Almost immediately, all 400 dogs that were there started to howl along with it. We travel for business. We travel for pleasure. The conditions can change so quickly, and it became very challenging to maneuver that kayak. We travel to expand our minds. Of course, the most dangerous animal in Africa is the hippo. More people are killed by hippos than anything else. Whether it's one state over. I was looking for a longer treatment, like 90 days, six months, and my treatment plan was to go hike the Appalachian Trail. Or halfway around the globe this fantastic high desert. You watch the sky at night, so you just see the Milky Way and shooting stars. If the world's a book, why only read one page? I'm Elizabeth Hill, and you're listening to a WAMC Northeast Public Radio production. This is Postcards from the Road. When Mandy Lee moved from New York City to Beijing in 2010, she experienced soul-crushing depression. Finding solace in warm spices and sticky sauces, Lee found she was able to focus and cope with difficulties in her kitchen. Years later, the 39-year-old has released a new cookbook entitled The Art of Escapism Cooking, filled with humor, photography, and elaborate flavors. Lee says it was a vastly different culture and political climate that sparked her increased love for cooking. I was kind of stunned by... The loss of liberty and freedom of speech and freedom of expression that I was that I had to deal with while living there. It was this constant psychological bullying that I feel like I was living with. And then, you know, by being there, I was in some way part of the problem. So I was in this constant emotional struggle. And then that is also why I why we left in 2016. So I wrote this book after I left. So it was kind of in a memoir plus recipe format. You started your angry food blog kind of as the precursor to your (laughs) memoir slash cookbook. What on earth is an angry food blog? (laughs) It was two years after I moved and I was sort of in this like self-imposed unemployment limbo. I didn't really want to leave my house. I didn't want to make any friends. So I started the food blog kind of as an obituary for my deceased career aspirations, sort of like forget about amounting to anything in life. I'll just be a blogger. And I'm not trying, I'm not saying this to offend anyone because I grew up in, I'm almost 40. I grew up in the pre-influencer era where blogger is just not a cool thing. (laughs) So um, I struggled with that when I started my blog and then it kind of took a life of its own and here I am. How do you typically start a recipe? I'm very curious about how things are made. And I start. I usually start a recipe not because I want to eat something, but because I want to answer a question. I want to know how this is made. Like, what happens if I mix this? What happens if I take out that? And I want to know the answer. The recipe for me is kind of creating this sensical map of reaching the answer like playing video games it's sort of like you want to figure this question out you want to get to the next level and you never wanted to go back to the first level so to me this it's a hobby it's a you know it's it's an addiction it's it's a lot of things all at the same time you lived in new york city before you moved to beijing which is it's diverse it's got so much food and when you moved to beijing 
Did you find that your your recipes changed? Was there a was there a transformation? Oh yeah, yeah. So my cooking is always heavily influenced by where I live at any given moment. So right now I'm living in Asia, so a lot of the recipes are Asian inspired. I'm always mind blown by how a culture would apply an ingredient that is unimaginable to another. Like for example, like a tuna is at the most a steak or a can in the in the Western world. But then in Japan, they smoke it and then dry it and then shave it and they use it like some kind of a tea leaves to brew stock. Like who who would have thought, right? Yeah. So then like yeah, so then like I feel like living in different places opens my horizon to all these things that were previously just unfathomable and then like being curious about it you know my recipe that I'll be cooking while I'm there will be trying to figure out how a culture applies different ingredients. What's the story behind your earliest memory that kind of kept you out of the kitchen for years? So like everyone else I used to watch my mother in the kitchen that's my earliest memory in the kitchen but it didn't inspire me to cook because my mother only cooked because she thought she had to cook. The socially imposed chore that, you know, like women are supposed to do the cooking. And then when I was little, I watched her do this with kind of like a passive resentment. And I thought to myself, I would never spend my life doing that. Not cooking per se, but doing something just because the society thinks that I should. So I never, I stayed out of the kitchen for that reason until I was in high school and I wanted to cook because I wanted to make some pocket money because my mother would be playing mahjong and they promised me like five or ten bucks if I cook lunch for them. So (laughs) that's how I started cooking, you know, and then, yeah, and then I, I fell in love with it. Did you find that there was a difference in the cooking that you grew up with to when you moved to Beijing and immersed yourself in your heritage? When I started cooking, I was in Vancouver, and then we lived in this Asian community. So a lot of the things that I cook was Asian dishes, or if not, even more specifically, like Taiwanese dishes. And then I moved to New York, and it was sort of like, oh my God, this entire world was opened up to me. Like, I've never had real Italian food. I've never had, like, you know, real Korean food. And then, so then I started to experience, um, I, I cooked a, a lot less Asian dishes when I was in New York, just because there's so much more other questions to answer. And then I moved back to Asia, and especially to Beijing. And then, um, you know, these are all these, like, different Chinese regional cuisine that was fascinating to me as well. So, so yeah, it's, it's a constant journey. It's constantly evolving. I just want to know if you have any favorite restaurants in Vancouver, in New York City, in Beijing, in Hong Kong. Oh, boy. I would say the one thing that, that I miss the most about Beijing is the lamb dishes. There are a lot of Muslim communities in Beijing, and they and then um, they they breed uh, really really good lambs from the Mo- Mongolia region. Okay. So that's something that I can't I don't have access to in Hong Kong. So I really miss that. And then in Hong Kong, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite restaurant in Hong Kong. I would say try Pam's Rose Goose. Uh, the roast goose is, is a big thing in Hong Kong. And then I think that's, you know, they that restaurant do it really well. And finally, what is your favorite recipe in your book? Do you have one? Can you choose one? Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, see, people ask me, like, what's your favorite thing to cook? I don't have one because I hardly cook anything twice. Once I figure a recipe out, I don't go back and keep, because, you know, like I said, it's like playing a video game. But I don't want to go back and play the same level over yeah. and over again. But um, if I must choose, I would say the laksa paella, you know, in the um, for a crowd chapter, yeah. simply because it's sort of a dish that comes out slightly different every time I yeah. make it. And that's why I like making it, because it's different. And because, you know, the oven temperature and then, you know, it, it involves a lot of monitoring and then like involves a lot of the evenness of your stove, your flames and everything like that. So I like doing it just because I feel like every time I make it, I sort of learn something new. Forgive my naivete, but what what is that? The laksa paella? Yeah. Yeah, so laksa is this noodle dish that originated from Malaysia, and then it's kind of popularized in Singapore. So it's this, like, kind of a really thick coconut curry um, noodle dish. Yeah, and then it's not really a soup. It's more like gravy than a soup because the soup is so thick that it's sort of like sauce. And so I sort of, like, took the flavor of laksa, which... Is powered by dry shrimp. It's an ingredient. It's an Asian ingredient. If you go to any like you know Chinese supermarket, you'll see it. It's like tiny, tiny dried shrimps. And then I use that to make a paella dish, which is a Spanish rice dish, which is dry. It's not noodles. It's rice, and it has no soup. Yeah. But then um, it tastes like a paella because because shrimp. But paella is about shrimp. So to me, it's like why not? It makes total sense. Mandy Lee's cookbook, The Art of Escapism Cooking, is now available nationwide. Postcards from the Road is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. I am your host and producer, Elizabeth Hill. Our theme music is Cherry Blossom Wonders by Kevin McLeod. As always, if you like what you hear, subscribe on your audio app of choice. Visit WAMCpodcasts.org for more information. If you would like to share your travel stories with WAMC, email us at postcards at WAMC.org.